This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Yo, this is Flip Gordon. CVV Chris Van Fleet. This is Liam O'Rourke, author of Crazy Like a Fox. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Top Rope Nation. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. that time of the year again ladies and gentlemen wrestlemania season a year unlike any other we've had in the history of wwe wrestlemania but we are still here for you to break it down wwe wrestlemania 36 two nights coming on this weekend it's the top rope nation crew myself ryan drosty here with kyle ross and justin joint we're going to give you the match by match preview i think in the history of this program our wrestlemania preview shows have always ranked pretty highly we've always gotten a lot of good feedback about them so we've been pretty jacked to do this show all week as we've all been quarantined in our house just waiting is it is it thursday yet is it time to record and then kyle sent out the text message and said you know what I think we should do it a day earlier. So it gave me one last day I had to wait to do this program to talk with my boys. Kyle Ross, what's going on tonight? I have gone from drinking one night and talking about wrestling to <laughs> drinking seven nights a week and talking, watching wrestling. <laughs> There's no other way to do it these days, is there? Yeah. God, what is I never want to work again. <laughs> it's been the greatest, been the greatest half a month of my life, to be honest with you. <laughs> WWE Network, sleep, put the kids to bed, crack a beer, repeat, repeat, repeat. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar to me too. Uh, Justin Joint across town. You know, he's only a couple of miles from me, but I haven't seen this man in months, and it's. Looking like it might be a couple more months before I see you in person. Justin, what's going on? Not much, but I'll tell you what. It has been a long week. Uh, And not because of the quarantining, but because I have been chomping at the bit, anticipating your guys' answer to my question from last week. Um, And I guess to refresh any listeners' uh, minds as to what that is, and I guess for anybody who missed it, I posed the question to you guys, a hypothetical, uh, you get all free wrestling content, you know, free WWE Net- Network, free New Japan World, uh, free tickets to any wrestling show you want to go to, including free airfare and uh, free two nights at a hotel. Uh, you can't profit from it. 
You don't get extra time to go sightseeing, but it's all free. And all you have to do to get that <laughs> is a American Nightmare sized wrestling related ne neck tattoo. <laughs> this was quite the question you threw at us at the end of the bro program last week. Kyle, do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? Because I know we've each kind of worked out an answer in our head over the last six days of this. I'll go first. All right. What do you got? I've thought long and hard about it. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I will do. I'm going to turn down your offer. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's are, two are, reasons. There's two reasons. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. There's two reasons I'm going to turn down this offer of unlimited wrestling. One, I think the WWE is very good. Now, <laughs> I would love to go. I've never been to Japan. That would be great. But the no sightseeing is kind of a deal breaker. And do you know what the other deal breaker is? That it's a neck, neck tattoo? Ta <laughs> yeah, neck tattoos are fucking shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially, I... I mean, God bless this sport. No one loves it more. My love does not extend to getting a neck tattoo celebrating my love of it, though. You know, I really thought one of the two things was, was going to be because you didn't want to get divorced. You know, I I actually discussed it with my wife, and she didn't ever be like, oh, my God, I would throw you out of the house. She just was like, she's like, is it really worth it? You know, would, would you get, like, jet lag? Would you get sick of going to Japan? That, that was what she did. And she's like, you know, is it really worth doing all that? And I said, eh, you know, you're kind of selling me on that, too. So couldn't we technically just turn down the tickets and sightsee for, like, the one day, Justin? What prevents us from doing that? The rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, you got like a security guard on us. So you're making sure we actually go to yep. the show. Uh, I've, the got one Van I've got Vanguard one watching you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is with, as far as like sightseeing stateside, the vast majority of the States that I have not visited in this fine country of ours are ones, the WWE or really any promotion generally doesn't run. Yeah. Like your Montana's and Idaho's and Wyoming's. Yeah. Of the world. Yeah. So I had uh, a friend of mine who listens to the show text me about this and made a suggestion to me. And I was like, you know what? That would maybe be an acceptable one to get on the neck. He said the Kenny Omega logo, just the Omega sign. This is my buddy Tim. I think I could get away with that. It might look a little douchey. Oh, you think you're the Omega, huh? But I, I don't know. I would say that's. What? I would say that to you. <laughs> I think I would, you know, I, I think I would probably turn it down too, though, to be honest, because I would want to sightsee. That's why I asked you that, Justin. What, what would prevent us from skipping the show? But if I had to get one, I think that's I think that's a pretty good choice. I think that's acceptable. But so, yeah. Okay. Kyle, did you have anything that you thought, like, if you had to get one, what it would be? That was the other problem. I could not think of something that I was like, yeah, you know, I'd be cool with that. So I, you know, interest of full disclosure, I have no tattoos on me. I do not harbor any ill will toward anyone who does. My wife has multiple tattoos. I have many friends with multiple tattoos. I have nothing against tattoos. I just, on the neck? I mean, <laughs> the only thing worse would be like if I got barbed wire around my, my very tiny biceps. <laughs> very 90s. Okay. Yeah, I also, I, I also like do not asshole. have any tattoos. What if I switched it around, Kyle, and said mm -hmm. you get all that free stuff, but your wife has to get the wrestling-related neck tattoo? Oh, fuck it. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would do it. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. This was an interesting side topic, though. I did think about it quite a bit over the last uh, seven day, six days, I should say. So props, Justin, on that. Almost as good of a side topic as uh, Kyle Ross last week talking about ex- his experience in seventh grade home economics class, which uh, check out a clip of that hilarious over on our social media pages. I'm sure it'll be I something like that to come up this week again. <laughs> Yeah, I talked to a bunch of you know my longtime friends. I really re- reminded some of that story. I wasn't obviously friends with all of them at that point, but they knew the guy who I swiped the pie with, and they're like, "Yeah, that guy was a douche." <laughs> I love the way you said that. I had to cut the clip though. If you if you heard the clip on social media and you didn't hear the whole show, you got to go back and listen to last week's show because right after I clipped it at sixty seconds on the social media uh, clip of it, there's quite a bit of swearing, and I didn't want didn't want to throw that out there, but. <laughs> It gets a little funnier. So check out one thir- episode 134 if you didn't hear it next week. But uh, with that said, I want to jump right into the topics tonight. We are going to do our In the News, and then we'll get into the Mania preview. Uh, but before we do that, a little housekeeping as always. we got to tell you, we are brought to you by, as you heard at the top of the program, the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you like podcasts and sports, Blue Wire has the podcast for you. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and check out the whole lineup of shows over at bluewirepods.com. With everyone quarantined right now, you got a lot of extra time on your hands. If you're looking for a new podcast, I'm sure you can find something you like over there. They've got NBA, MLB, NHL, uh, NFL, movie, wrestling. They got they got podcasts from every corner of the world. There's lots of great partners with us over at Blue Wire. Check it out. Also want to give a special thanks out to our partners over at Bet Online, who we will be talking about here in a little bit. And as I said, the one of the biggest things you can do to support this show is to subscribe to us wherever you're getting your podcast, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play. Uh, wherever you get them, hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, leave us a written review. We will read it on the air if you do. Also, if you leave, if you leave us a written review... Leave your Twitter username in that review so we can get a hold of you because we send out free Top Rope Nation stickers in the mail to every single person that leaves us a written review. So do that. Sign it with the Twitter username or Instagram, whatever you have. We'll get a hold of you and get that address and get that out to you. So there's your incentive to leave us a written review at some time in the next week or two. And uh, I also want to give a challenge out. I, I mentioned last week... Uh, during the show that joining Blue Wire has been huge for this show. We've reached a whole new audience. Our downloads have increased quite a bit. We want to keep that train rolling. So if you enjoy what we do, especially if you're new to the program, you probably haven't mentioned it yet to any of your friends that like pro wrestling. Go ahead and recommend us to one friend this week. If every single person did that, obviously we would double our downloads in one week, which would be awesome. The more downloads, the better for us. So do that. We would greatly appreciate it. We've been putting out a ton of content in the last month. Just totaled it up. Looked through the catalog. March just ended. It's April Fool's Day today as we record this on Wednesday night. In March, we put out eight podcasts. Five editions of the flagship show, which you're listening to now. You know, the numerical numbered shows. Uh, We also did an edition of Top Rope Nation Classics for our supporters over on Patreon. And we also did... Two collaborations with our fellow wrestling podcasters at Blue Wire, that being the two jabronis with the wrestling podcast, Fight Game Media, those guys. We did retrospective shows on WrestleMania 30, 
WrestleMania 32, right after ESPN uh, aired the replays of them. You can check out those collaboration shows on our general podcast feed as well. And check out our partners, Two Jabronis with the Wrestling Podcast and Fight Game Media. Those guys are putting out great content. If you like us, you like them, give them a subscribe and leave them a review while you're at it. And like I said a second ago, the best way to support the show. I mentioned we did the Top Rope Nation Classic show last week. That was on Memphis Wrestling, a classic match from Memphis Wrestling with one of our patrons, our good friend, Derek Schrappel. If you want to hear that show and you want to hear all the great bonus shows that we do on Patreon, there's 16 of them. The only way to hear them is to join our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Nation. You can join the $1 a month tier. You can join the $5 a month tier. All the way up to $20 a month. Every tier has different benefits. But that $5 a month tier gets you the bonus shows. It gets you Top Rope Nation Classics. gets you Top Rope Nation Extra. It gets you a free gift in the mail. It also gets you our show notes each and every week. You can see what we're going off of as we record the show. Before we even do it, guys, I posted our show notes a couple hours ago for the Patreon supporters. And lastly, every week, you get the Top Rope Nation pre-show before we go on the air. So check that out, patreon.com slash Nation. So with all that out of the way, guys, let's jump right in to In the News. All the latest wrestling news. Get behind the scenes inside a info. Calls cost the buck 49 per minute. Kids, get your parents' permission, but call right now. So the biggest topic we wanted to talk about in the news before we get to WrestleMania has to do with WrestleMania, guys, and it is the fact that WWE, surprisingly, this week signed a deal with Fox to air WrestleMania. So... I just kind of want to go around the horn, get our initial reactions to hearing this. Basically, for $59.99, you can stream the show both nights, Saturday and Sunday, through the Fox Sports app. Um, Kyle, what did you think about this? Because it it's pretty bizarre when you think about it, because obviously you can watch me for free on the network. You can get your free trial or 10 bucks a month if you're a paying subscriber. What do you think the end game here is? The end game is something we talked about a few weeks ago, I believe. And that is this is the first step towards moving WrestleMania and potentially the rest of the big four off the network uh, and on, you know, and you can only get it probably through the Fox Sports app mm-hmm. at some point. And I would not be shocked. This is purely speculative. I've heard nothing in this regard, but I would not be shocked if next year's WrestleMania from Los Angeles would be the first uh, time that, you know, just being subscribed to the network does not get you WrestleMania. How would you feel about that, Justin Joint? WrestleMania taken off the WWE network? I think that would really, really suck. Um, I mean, no two ways about it. Like, it's part of the reason why the, you know, getting the network is was a no-brainer is yeah. to get all that content. You know, I... The excitement to be able to watch WrestleMania 30 for 10 bucks, I mean, was off the charts. And um, I I would have a hard time forking over that money to watch it. I, I would have to come up with another way to see it. Is it hard because they're 
they're kind of taking the candy away from you. You've been able for, what is it, six years now, six, seven years, to be able to watch it at this discounted price, and all of a sudden, we're going back to the pay-per-view model. I think that's the problem. To be blunt, I think they made a mistake putting it on the network at first. I I, I was going to say that's definitely part of it, but also it hasn't been good enough to warrant throwing $60 at it. That is a very good point. And I would expect WrestleMania 37 next year. Now, I don't know what this means. It's a subjective term to be pretty big. I I would expect a lot of big guns to be on that show. Um, Again, you can't wave a magic wand, make your creative better. Although there's some rumors, maybe time being taken off. We'll get to that momentarily. Um, You know, the WWE may uh, take a sabbatical from us uh, after WrestleMania. But, um, yeah, I, I, you're going to have to load that show up and make it a real special deal. I do not expect, to Justin's point, many people uh, to be forking over $59.99 uh, for this year's uh, two-day extravaganza. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think they've conditioned their audience to expect it for that nine ninety nine a month. And so it's really hard. Like, next year seven years since the network launched so that would basically take you back to 2013 the last time people had to buy wrestlemania on pay-per-view so for eight eight years you've been able to get it for 10 bucks as part of the subscription to go back to like a 60 dollar price tag that's a tough sell i mean the hardcores are obviously going to do it but it would be interesting to see what the pay-per-view buy would be and i agree with you kyle i think it was a mistake to put it on there from the beginning I always thought that like the big four, they should keep on pay-per-view and all the rest be on the network. But yeah, when they when they made that decision to go to the network with every single pay-per-view and they've pushed that narrative on TV literally every single week for the last six years, I mean, that that is really a, a tough sell, I think. Yeah, you know, I wonder if, uh, you know, all those spiels, they would have Michael Cole and JBL do back in 2014. You have to be an idiot to buy this on pay-per-view. I wonder if that will go the way of Chris Redacted mm. uh, in the in markers on the WWE Network. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would think the only reason they're doing this, though, is is to kind of uh, set the stage for doing something like that next year. We did hear, we've talked about the last quarter, that they were looking at selling the pay-per-view rights, so this definitely looks like they're moving in that direction. I don't know why anybody would buy it at like is there can you think of a single reason anyone would be buying it for 59.99 this year i guess if you're just you know we've talked about before maybe if you're somebody who's just like yeah you know i just don't i don't know because you can just cancel the network yeah i can't think of a single reason to do it yeah yeah, i mean there just aren't that i mean how many people are there in this world that are like yeah i'm just too lazy to subscribe to the wwe network and remember to cancel it in a month that's a real slim group of people isn't it yeah, so like, and the other thing is that, you know, I don't even know if they still are, to be honest with you, but like for the first several years of the network, the pay-per-view shows were still on genuine pay-per-view. Um, and that was, you know, for the people that don't have access to broadband and they couldn't stream the WWE network, so they could still get access to the shows. It sucked for them because they're paying 50, 60 bucks, but they just simply couldn't get the WWE network because it's a streaming service and the internet wasn't fast enough. Well, this doesn't appeal to those people because it's on a streaming service. So if you can pay 60 bucks to get the Fox Sports app to stream it, you can obviously get the WWE Network. So I can't I can't think of a single reason anyone would do this. It doesn't make any sense at all. In terms of timing, I think this is just Fox being like, oh, my God, we need content right now. We've got nothing. 
for this app. You know, the Bundesliga is uh, all of a sudden out the window. We need something real bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that, you know, in terms of the timing, you kind of referenced that at the top, Ryan, you know, this kind of being out of the blue. Oh, my God, with all that's going on, like, really now WWE is going to announce the deal? That's kind of shocking. I think that may be why. I think Fox is probably not even expecting much, quite frankly. They're just desperate for content. And um, that's why they made the deal now. One thing that is a no-brainer good thing for the WWE with this deal is getting their pre-show on FS1. Because the pre-show being on the WWE Network never made any sense to me. Yeah. But now, you you know, you can get those late signups. You can really push people, um, you know, maybe to get pay-per-view. And that's what the goal of a pre-show should be. I mean, I mean, what percent of people that watch the pre-show, I mean, how does that even work? I mean, is the pre-show something that you can watch without subscribing to the network? Is that the deal? Yeah. So like, I know you could get it on YouTube. Um, They would stream it on their Facebook page Uh, on their, yeah, pretty much on all their social media. I believe I could be wrong. I'm not sure about Twitter and Instagram, but I know on Facebook, they would always stream it. So like, yeah, you could get it over the internet, but that's a good point because it gives them a base for it on actual cable television. I mean, what percent of people that watch that pre-show already have the network? It's got to be in the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This ain't the preview channel back in the 90s. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. So no Godwin's body Donna's. <laughs> that's right. Or Yokozuna breaking the ring. Was that SummerSlam or something? Oh, he, Jack I'm, and Stone Cold? That's right. SummerSlam 96, wasn't it? In Cleveland. Yep. I was not there. <laughs> that, was a, that was a whole different era of the uh, pre-shows. But yeah, you're right. I think I think FS1, though, is, is a good deal for that. Because maybe that will get them some last-minute subscribers to the network. Now, I don't know about this Fox Sports deal. But it'll be interesting to see how many people actually pay that $60. And frankly, are not well enough informed to get it for free. <laughs> so, <laughs> we shall see. Uh, the other... In the news segment, before we get to the main topic this week, has to do, as you mentioned, Kyle, the Florida stay-at-home order coming out, uh, was that today, yesterday, from their governor. Uh, it pretty much means, I think it came out yesterday, didn't it? Or was it this morning? I guess it it's doesn't really matter. the last 24 hours. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. The fact is, WWE is not, probably not going to be able to present their shows post-mania from the Performance Center anymore. We saw, as we record this right now, uh, AEW is just wrapping up, but they moved Dynamite from Jacksonville to Georgia. It looks like it was in Georgia at Cody Rhodes' wrestling school, from what I was seeing online. Unconfirmed, but that's what it looked to be. So they moved out of Florida because of this, and uh, now WWE is going to have a problem. So do they take a break and not produce any new matches uh, and do something entirely different in their TV time slots? Do they move the tapings like AEW did? That will be interesting to see. The reports say they have the post-WrestleMania Raw taped as well as NXT after WrestleMania tape. SmackDown for that week is not done. So, Justin, let's throw it to you. What do you think they should do? Should they move the taping locations elsewhere like AEW did? Should they take a break? What are the benefits you see of doing either of those? Well, obviously, putting new content out there is is important to them um for just getting eyeballs uh, although i'm sure their production team could put together interesting stuff um i'm one of those people that you know 
think anything that isn't essential should be shut down at least for a while to, you know, flatten the curve. Um, and I don't see pro wrestling as essential. Um, says the guy who does a wrestling podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like I, I don't like, I'm the person that doesn't even think WrestleMania should be happening. It just, it's just, it's just so risky. Um, and just doesn't seem worth it to me, especially with the giant backlog of stuff that they could throw on there, uh, every week, you know, I'm sure viewership will dip. Um, you'd probably get a lot of people that love nostalgia. So no, I don't like, I don't even like that. AEW is doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to your point, AEW, they don't have that back catalog, but it's also risky too. So for them, I I feel like with AEW, it's a tougher call not to give them a pass because I think I would probably agree they probably shouldn't be doing it anyways. Uh, But they they just don't have the back catalog. WWE, my God, years and years and years of back catalog, let alone all the tape libraries they own. Yeah. Kyle, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. I'm not, you know, going out in my front yard and wrestling random people. Yeah. (laughs) During these trying times. That's just not on my itinerary. Uh you know, it's funny that later in the notes coming up was, you know, should this show even be happening and relating to WrestleMania? I'm glad Justin touched on that. I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, as much as I love wrestling, it probably should not be. Uh, so that's just kind of a spoiler alert. I guess we can maybe <laughs> we'll just move that question up here. Um, I, I don't know if it necessarily should be. And with what the WWE could do, look, I have an idea. How about air some of these 24 sevens? And so yeah. these great documentaries you are on the network and actually get over your talent. That's, I mean, that's one of their strengths too, is they're so good yeah. at producing that kind of content. Their yeah. video production is like and, second to none. They could definitely do that. And look, we saw the raw rating come in on Monday and it's a tough time. And I'm, I don't want to kill WWE over it, but it's obvious right now. There's not a huge pining for the original content. I mean, you're, basically down to just the hard course at this point when you look at these third hour numbers the last two weeks yeah that's it raw was 1.9 million this week average across the three hours so i just don't think there is a lot of people pining for new content i know i've been watching lots of old stuff and you know i think if If you do a combination of eh, some old matches, the 24-7s, and a reboot is not the worst thing for WWE right now. We're going to talk about WrestleMania 36 momentarily. They could really use a few weeks off to come up with some good long-term directions and freshen up the product. I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to do that because they think that their way is best and they don't need to change. But taking a couple weeks off, coming up with some new ideas, coming up with long-term game plans, not deviating from those long-term game plans, would not be the worst thing for this promotion. I would agree 100%. There's always been this discussion in wrestling about, should there be an off-season? Well, Mm -hmm. here you could have your natural off-season almost forced into it, give your talent the break, give the writers a break. You know, they got, what, 40 to 50 writers, I think. that work for them these people can work from home all of them and some of them already don't travel but even for the yeah. the writers that do travel give them a break from traveling everyone can just do a zoom conference or something and what you know rather than having to come up with new ideas every single week which has to burn out these people 
have give them a, a start date or a projected start date because that could change and just have them work forward from there so that they actually have a considerable amount of time to craft some really good storylines. And when they come back, they should come back with a bang because they've had weeks to work on it. And then they can actually write out long-term direction. You know, when you're when you're writing week to week to week and everything's changing constantly on you, that's got to be difficult. I know WWE writers get a lot of yes. flack, but my God, talk about a stressful job. If they yes. could have three to four weeks or more to like write, a novel basically is what they're doing. You know, they're writing fiction, but they have all that time to do it. I bet they could come up with some pretty good content. So why not? You guys are right. They have the stuff in, in the bank that they could air. They could make new content. You know, they could, they could film interviews over Skype or they could have just a small crew go visit someone and film it from six feet away, (laughs) you know, film some new sit down footage, uh, film some specialty shows about like, here's some reasons I put this out on Twitter. Here's some reasons that you guys should watch out for Austin theory or, you know, someone else that they're bringing up. I think that would be good use of television time. And I, I said it a second ago, their, their television production is second to none. They do some great stuff. Those shows on the network that Kyle mentioned, the 24 seven, the three sixty five shows are awesome. Every single one of them is always must see. So let those people shine right now. You don't have to have wrestling matches to put out content. So I would, I would like to see them do it. Uh, I think it would change our podcast. That's for sure for the next few weeks if they did it, but that's not a bad thing. We were talking off air. Uh, we've, we've got some ideas of some specialty shows we yeah. could put forward if wrestling goes on a break. So, yeah, we'll see. Kyle, you got something? Uh, yeah, I want to talk about, go back to this, I should say, idea of should WrestleMania even be happening? You know, Justin brought it up. I am in agreement with him that it probably should not be. Um, there's this mentality in wrestling, and it, it, it we see it in a lot of sports. You guys are both sports fans. There's this kind of thing, you, you know, you got to show up. You know, there's no excuses. You got to be there. I mean, even like in the NFL, you know, you'll hear these stories, you know, such and such had their first born today and but they're still playing. They missed it or, you know, and sometimes they miss the game for that. But it's kind of a gray area. I mean, people show up, you know, there's we've and in wrestling. If you my God, if you go back through history, there's always this, this mentality. You can't miss these big dates. You, you can't miss any week. It used to be right. I mean, yeah. if you're in the middle of a major program, I mean, look at WrestleMania's history. I mean, should Steve Austin and Kurt Angle have worked WrestleMania 19? Mm, no way. <laughs> should Should Shawn Michaels have worked WrestleMania 14 with that back? I mean, yeah. the guy didn't work again for four and a half years. But you know, that's the mentality of wrestling. Yeah, you got to do it. You're in a major program. You got to show up and do it. And I want to tie this in to. Roman Reigns and what we found out live on the air last week. We're seeing now, you know, here's a guy, a major attraction, pulling out, and you're losing him for what? I mean, is it really that important? I mean, is it really that important to, like, you know, risk, you know, some people? And, you know, the story is not fully broken. You know, who made the call? I've heard some people that, you know, this wasn't fully Roman's call. WWE maybe had some may have you know been looking out to it may not have been just like this totally one-sided thing where roman got pissed and said you know i'm not doing this it may may not have been that but um you know the only thing i can compare to roman's situation is a story bruce pritchard told on his podcast with randy savage at wrestlemania 5 when he worked hogan i'm sure we've all seen most people listening to this podcast have seen that match i know you guys have 
his elbow in that match is like ridiculously taped. If you haven't noticed ridiculously, he had like a horrible staff infection for that match. And Pritchard admitted, he's like, that happens today. No way in hell. Randy Savage wrestles. Mm -hmm. So I only bring this up because there's this mentality, you know, and it comes from Vince got to show up. It's Monday, Monday night raw by God will happen. I mean, look at some of the things that have happened in this company's history. And they <laughs> Raw's always been on longest yeah. weekly episodic program. I bring this up because that mentality doesn't have to exist. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in this day and age, that is for sure. So well said, you know, and that's, you know, it's that show must go on mentality, which and they they've had times when, you know, it, it would have been a lot better to maybe just take a moment, take a step back uh, let a situation breathe. Uh, case in point, something that we talked about very recently, Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. Maybe take a little bit of time, let some facts come out. Um, <laughs> Before you do a tribute show, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in, 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 like with this one, you know, especially as Kyle pointed out with Roman Reigns, obviously it, it's a minute chance, but a worst case scenario, he gets sick. You know, he gets COVID-19 and... You know, his immune system, you know, isn't the best because of what he's been through. And he, and he freaking dies. And all for what? So you can run a, a show in front of nobody? Exactly. Yeah. The risk just doesn't seem to be worth it. That's for sure. And we've talked about, I think we talked about it last week. They, they're taking steps to uh, ensure nobody's sick. You know, they're taking temperatures and stuff. But people carry it without showing symptoms. And that's the problem. So and there's and look, I know it's spread over two nights, but there's a lot of people involved in this WrestleMania, even you know, just divvying it up into one night. We didn't, you know, we still don't have the you know, day one and day two cards, how it's been split up, but you know, it's a lot of people, yeah. And I'm sure they did their best with you know, I don't know if they told everyone to wait outside until it's your turn to be called and wrestle, but um, there's not a lot of people doing what WWE's doing this no. weekend. That is for sure. What they've already done and we're going to see this weekend, I should say. Yeah. All right. So I think with that, let's get to it. Uh, we're going to preview WrestleMania. But before we do, and we're going to go through the card match by match, all 16 matches, let you know what you need to know about all of them. So get you ready for the two shows. Uh, we got to talk about our sponsors over at Bet Online. So, with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, your online wagering experts. So WrestleMania 36, here we are. Like I said at the top of the program, this is a show unlike any of the other editions of WrestleMania ever. Multiple nights, taped in advance, no crowd, 
Guys, let's let's just talk about it. What is your um, excitement level for the show, first of all? Because I threw this question out on Twitter. I want to read some of the responses I got to our Twitter post here in just a minute. But just to go around the horn, like, how excited are you for this show? Are you looking forward to it? How would you rate this compared to the past Justin Joint? What do you think? My excitement is very low. In fact, the, the really the only thing I'm looking forward to is seeing how they try and pull this off um, to see if uh, maybe there is some bait and switch stuff going on. Um, but I, I'm just one of those people that I find I can't get into these empty arena matches. There, there's just there's no energy in them. Um, there's just an awkwardness to the matches. Uh so, I mean, you know, and having said that, the weird thing is considering, you know, it's going to be in the performance center in front of nobody. Uh, it had a pretty shitty build. Uh, if you would have shown me this card six months ago, I, I probably would have been ecstatic because it's a pretty good card. Yeah, I mean, the night of the Royal Rumble or on our post-Royal Rumble show, we were talking about Drew McIntyre. and We all all pretty excited about this Drew McIntyre match and how they put him over in the Rumble. And it's super unfortunate for him that this is how it's played out. Uh, that yeah, is and, for sure. Well, and that's the thing, and especially when trying to pick the winners for this, it's you're not going to have the big moment with the fans going crazy in the background if somebody wins or if somebody gets their moment. And so that that makes me wonder, like, maybe do you save some of these moments? Like, do you have Lesnar go over so you can save it for another time? Or, uh, it, you know, it just kind of throws the whole predictions into chaos. Yeah, I'd agree. Kyle, what's your take? Yeah, like Justin said, in terms of expectations for the show or anticipation, uh, <laughs> a lot of my anticipation and intrigue for the show centers around uh, not the in-ring product. It's just, how are they going to pull this off? In terms of, you know, the bar for this WrestleMania, I I would argue it's never been lower for any of the previous WrestleManias. If this WrestleMania is not regarded as one of the worst ever, it's probably should be considered a success. Yeah. And the thing is, and you guys kind of alluded to it moments ago, and we talk about this a lot with WWE. Eh, we don't really like the build. Eh, our anticipation is kind of low for the show. But we all know, bell to bell, this is a talented roster. So if some of these matches can deliver, and look, the show's taped, so it's not like there's can be this live gaff. We know that. I mean, that's the one thing they can, anything that kind of goes wrong you know, they can hide that. But unless if there's any like booking disasters here or there's somehow no good matches, maybe, you know, like Justin said, you know, it's tough to kind of get into these empty arena matches. And if you look at Raw and SmackDown the last several weeks, they haven't done full shows of matches. There's been a lot of promos, and I think the promos have been good, especially by the top talent building these matches for the most part. It's been the one bright spot. I think on these empty arena shows, I think um, a lot of guys have, have hit their promos, but um, y- you know, if, if, if 
the empty arena environment causes none of the matches to be good and there's some booking gaps, then, well, well, okay, then maybe this does have a chance to be the weakest WrestleMania there ever was. But um, if it escapes like that, you know, if it's like even an average show, I think that's a win for the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to surprise us. I think it's probably going to end up coming off fairly decent. Like as... As far as what they can present without fans, I think I think they're going to surprise us. TV has not been that good, as we've talked about on this show the last few weeks. Other than the promos, like if we look at Raw this past week, everyone's been talking about the promos were great, whether it was the Taker one or the Edge one in particular. Well, um, I got something to say about that Taker promo when we get to that well, match. We'll get to that. But the Edge one in particular, people were really raving about. And some of that, too, is, yeah, it's pre-taped. You don't have the crowd. It's not live. But... Uh, as far as as these non televised shows have gone, really the matches haven't excelled, but the the promos have. But I I feel like they're gonna probably surprise us, and it's gonna be better than we think it's going to be. Although, yeah, not like an all time WrestleMania or anything like that. No, if this is <laughs> there's an no way. WrestleMania. If this is an all time WrestleMania, Vince McMahon, I bow at your yeah. altar. You pulled it off. I mean, my God. It, I mean, it's, uh... Yeah, it's it's been really really hard to get excited for this. It's just. I, I feel so bad for the people that had tickets to go to this, too, especially if they've never been to a WrestleMania. You know, all yes. of us have been to a mania or two in our life. And to get so excited to go or, like, to be in Tampa and have the chance to go, like, if you live there and then it gets pulled away from you, that really sucks. I had some people on Twitter respond with that that I'm going to get to here in a second. Um, but, yeah, ever since they changed the venue and then what we've seen on TV, for me, it's just been really hard to get get excited for this show and our Twitter Twitter followers are in the same boat. So if you follow us over on Twitter at top rope nation, I, I threw out the poll a few hours ago. How would you rate your excitement level for the, for this year's WrestleMania versus years in the past? Uh, let me refresh it here. Uh, as of last check, yes, 191 votes and out of the 191 votes, 70.7% way less excited. <laughs> um, 14.7% a little less excited, 8.9% uh, about the same, and 5.8% said more excited. Uh, maybe that's just because there's nothing going on. <laughs> it's given something to look forward to. Different time in the world right now, that's for sure. But overwhelmingly, it looks like the Twitter followers are pretty much in the same boat uh, that we are. One person that responded to us, I said I'd feature some of these comments on the show, uh, at JH Scramble. He said, I had tickets, so my excitement was at an all-time high a month ago. Couldn't be lower now. Uh, we had Christopher Payne write in. He said, what excitement? Certainly not worth paying for now, in my opinion. Not even going to bother getting the network again for a month to see it. First one I've ever missed, but there's just no excitement for me personally. Should have been rescheduled. Uh, let's see what else John wrote in. He said, I'm not as excited, but I hope they take this opportunity to do things with pre-taping that they can't do with a live crowd. Uh, MD Polo wrote in. He said, hard to get excited. I've been watching for 35 years and I live in Tampa. I was finally going to go to WrestleMania live and in person. More than that, I was taking my 10 year old son who is a massive fan. We still oh. watch together as always, but man, is it hard to get excited? That sucks. That really sucks. That's that's gut wrenching. Can definitely relate to, or empathize with that one. I can't relate to it, but uh, horrible. Uh, let's see who else. Our buddy Greg, your buddy Greg, wrote in. Kyle, 
He said, look, oh. dad said he was giving me a pony for my sweet 16 and now he isn't. Forget the party altogether. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was funny. Uh, and then uh, Gigi from the fight game media pod or the fight game podcast partners over at Blue Wire. He said there is no mania in WrestleMania. And that kind of sums it up, I think. Oh, that was well put, too. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we're still getting 16 matches across two nights. But, yeah, it's it's very, very different. One thing that is the same, though, and I did want to mention this, is our good friends over at Wrestle Rumble are still doing the pick em. So, if you want to have a little excitement added to this show, check out our guys at WrestleRumble.com. You can get an entry for uh let's see one entry is ten dollars you can get three entries for 20 or five entries for thirty dollars first place wins five hundred dollars in the wrestlemania pick them second place is going to walk away with a hundred dollars third place a hundred so basically you pick the winners on the show there's prop bets like how long the matches are going to go our weapons going to be involved stuff like that it's legit it makes it fun to watch in fact, just a couple of months ago when they did a pick 'em, I was one match away from winning $500 myself, and I am still kicking myself over that one. But uh, a few of us have won money in the past. It's a lot of fun. It makes watching the show more interesting, that's for sure. They also have a secondary one they're doing called the WrestleMania Wild Prop Pick 'em, where the winner will receive a Winged Eagle championship replica belt that is the belt that they use from 1988 to 1998 in many people's opinion the greatest wwf title belt of all time you can win that from our friends at wrestlerumble.com so check it out myself kyle and justin will be doing it they send out the results usually the next day or the tuesday after the pay-per-view and you can see I can stack up against our our uh, results. See if you can beat us. That'll give you some incentive. So check them out, WrestleRumble.com. WrestleMania last year was my best finish. I actually won money on that show. That's right. What did you win, like 50 bucks, 100 bucks? I can't remember. You, I know I you won some cash. I think it was yeah, 100 it was bucks. 100. I, was, I, was pretty, I was pretty proud of myself. And something, too, we talked about this last week that didn't happen. Yes, we know uh, some substitutions that have been made. But spoilers, hey, we're a couple days out from this thing, and results of these matches have not been leaked. That's what I was kind of wondering about, if Wrestle Rumble was still going to do it because of spoilers. But yeah, nothing has come out, so it's still on. And uh, usually what we do, by the way, guys, too, is we give away an entry to one of our followers on Twitter. So if, you, if you're not already following us, follow us at Top Rope Nation. I'll post something in the next day or two. Probably like a retweet type thing where we will draw a winner and somebody will win a free entry into the Wrestle Rumble Pick'em Contest. So do that. If you don't win the entry, would highly recommend uh, buying an entry. I've done it many times in the past. It's a lot of fun. So with that said, let's look at the card. Some of these matches are probably not going to have a whole lot to talk about. Some of the others, maybe we will. Uh, let's see. I guess we'll just go right down the card that, uh, Kyle, you have here in our notes and we're starting off with uh, Otis and Dolph Ziggler. Justin what a Joint. place to start. <laughs> Just, Justin Joint, what do you make of this match? Uh, I have got no feel for this one, which I will probably say approximately half a dozen more times. Um, I, I don't really know where this story is going. Um, I don't really know who who benefits more from a win here. Um, I know this is Dolph Ziggler's first one-on-one match. 
uh, at a WrestleMania, uh, and it being in front of nobody, I find kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's bringing all of his fans. Yes. <laughs> God, a good Ohio I, boy like Dolph Ziggler, Kyle. That's what you got to say about Cleveland. Him. Yeah. yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland on Cleveland violence. <laughs> are uh, are Dolph and Mandy dating in real life? I don't believe so. I don't, I don't think okay. so. No. no. Okay. Yeah, for some reason, I thought. Try- for some reason, I thought they were. So I'm going to go with Mandy Rose helping Otis win. So that was my question, too. Is she going to double-cross Dolph here to, to help out Otis? What do you think, Kyle? Okay. As to what this storyline's final destination is going to be, I got one of two things for you. Either Otis does get the girl, Mandy, or, as some people have postulated online, Mandy is going to forsake both guys and choose Sonya. Hmm. I do not put that out of the realm of possibility. Regardless of what the storyline's final destination is going to be, I don't think we're going to get there here. Not on the 16th match of a card. You know. <laughs> uh, so, Justin said it's Dolph's first ever WrestleMania singles match. I think he gets the win. I would love to be wrong. But, uh, you know, this role is actually, in all fairness, not horrible for him. And I'll, I'll call for him to get his hand raised. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Otis with the double cross with Mandy, but uh, I would not be surprised with any of those outcomes. The Sonya angle is an interesting one, giving a little extra push to, to their uh, Donuts YouTube channel. Have you guys checked that out? You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I've seen it. Yes. yes. The Mandy's Donuts or whatever. Her and Sonya Deville do this this YouTube show where they check out donut places. I could see that, but... Uh, no, I, I feel like the heel turn thing with Mandy going with Dolph, it's got to be pretty short term. They could hold it off a little while, but yeah, it's WrestleMania. I'll say she helps Otis win. Uh, so we go to the women's tag titles. So we've got the Kabuki Warriors defending against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. What do they call themselves? Bliss Cross Applesauce or something like that. I don't know. What's happening here, Justin Joint? FFI now. <laughs> now this is my show. This is this is SmackDown, right? This is my my gig over on comicbook.com. So I see this stuff every week. I also don't really know. Um yeah. I could see I could see the title change just because Bliss and Cross like have this really good dynamic together. They're funny on camera. Uh I'd really like to see Asuka get back into singles competition too. So what oh, the hell? Oh, I see you've been peeking on my notes. I don't have them in front of me. I have the card, oh. but maybe I have. Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to go with the title change. I'll go with Alexa and Nikki. Kyle. For those of you who may have forgotten, uh, Asuka and Kyrie Sane defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for these women's tag team titles back in Hell in a Cell in October. Oh, yes. Uh, the former champs have kind of just existed since then, I agree they have good chemistry, but they have not done much of note since that title loss. I, too, will pick them to get the titles back because, selfishly, I'd like to see Asuka get out of a tag team situation. Though, I do worry what that would mean for Kyrie Sane. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got she's got that flying elbow drop. She'll be fine. <laughs> One of they the best really elbows should've... in the business. Sane and Io Shirai sh- should have been the tag team. Yes, absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, no disrespect to Kyrie saying, I just think this is not a good use of Asuka. 
being mm-hmm. in a tag team. I yeah, just don't. We said that at the time when when the tag team was formed. Now here's one I think all of us are really looking forward to. I think if if you look up and down this card, uh, this is probably one of the top two or three matches for sure for us, and that is the IC title match with Sami Zayn, your IC champion, defending against Daniel Bryan. So last year, Daniel Bryan walks into WrestleMania as the WWE champion. Here. He's going to become, or he's trying to become, the IC champion at WrestleMania. So he's taking a step back, a little bit of a different role. Uh, but it's it's not the heel Daniel Bryan that we knew a year ago. So, Justin, what are your expectations for this one? Uh, I, this might be the one I'm most excited for. Um, I think out of anybody on this card, it's these two that can have a great match in front of nobody. Um, I'm wondering if is the story going to be to kind of further or create a feud with Drew Gulak. I mean, he's got to be involved in this somehow, I think, uh, whether it be to fight off Cesaro and Nakamura or to, uh, I don't know if he would join that group or just uh, cheat Brian out of a win. Um, Daniel Bryan won the Intercontinental title at 31, uh, and that run was cut short. Uh, so I... I just kind of have a feeling that they're going to give him another chance with that. I'm going to go Daniel Bryan. Okay. Kyle? Yeah, in terms of matches I'm looking forward to, I'm right with you guys. Uh, Particularly of the late ads and really the entire SmackDown side, this is right up there. Uh, Sammy getting a longer title run than I thought. Maybe that's going to tip you off where I'm going here. When he beat Braun at Elimination Chamber, that's a result we really haven't talked about on the show. Um, I assumed that was just to set up a one and one on one rematch where he was going to lose to Strowman. But uh, that's not the case, obviously. Daniel Bryan, we've heard rumors of paternity leave. So for me, I think Zayn's winning. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to go with Sami Zayn. And uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan, like you said, Kyle, he's he's going to be gone soon. So that was kind of my rationale as well. And, You've been looking at my and, notes, and Kyle Ross. Oh, and there's... <laughs> and, with the situation that we're we've got going on here, situation to put it mildly, a pandemic, I think would be a better way to put it. You really can't get cutesy with the booking, like oh, everyone's expecting Brian to lose because he's going on paternity leave, so we'll just have him win here and then he can drop it back. You can't get cute like that. Because who knows what next week's going to bring, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we don't know how long they're going to be. Like we talked about, if they're going to even be producing television, who knows? So, yeah, that's uh, it's a difficult call. And if you've got a newborn, I don't really think you want to be around a lot of other people. Yes. So, yeah. So, yep, that think. makes it makes it Sammy Zane for all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> but usually what happens on these preview shows is someone convinces Justin to change his vote. And then he ends yes. up. I know. Should, he should have stuck with his gut. So I was not aware of the rumors on that one. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, maybe it's a work. His new, his new <laughs> maybe the whole maybe Bree's working us. She's not really. Yeah. Speaking of that, <laughs> did you guys have any funny April Fool's jokes played on you? I wanted to bring this up on the show and I almost forgot. Nope. No. No, except I did just put on Facebook, which you guys can see. Not. Well, the vast majority of our listeners will not be able to. Uh, O.J. Simpson tweeted earlier today, I did it. Hashtag April Fools. Oh, oh God. 
OJ, uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> I did it. Jesus. Did you guys ever see that SNL skit years ago when they were imitating OJ, like doing um, broadcasting after the trial and he was drawing up the play on the screen and he did like the receiver routes and it spelled out, I did it. You know yes, what I'm talking I do about? Remember that. that was freaking hilarious. Look it up on YouTube if you guys have never seen that. Uh, well, the reason I brought this up, because that comment Justin made about the baby, maybe it's a work, that made me think of it. My wife, immediately this morning, April got me with the April Fools. She joked oh, that she no. was pregnant. Yep. And I didn't even think about it at the time. And the way these last couple of weeks have gone with our two young children and it being chaos around my house, quarantined, I freaked the hell out when she told me that. And then she pulled the April Fool's. She she got me pretty good. I was like, no, you've uh-huh. got to be kidding me. <laughs> so props to Mrs. Drosty on that one. as She got me. All right. Um, Elias and King Corbin. Talk about a classic pro grappling match here, Kyle Ross. What do you think of this one? Oh, boy, that angle on SmackDown sucked the big one, didn't it? Oh, man. That was it, bad. You know. It's funny when you compare, you know, they did a good job selling the initial Edge Orton injury. We're going to talk about that program, obviously, in that match a little bit later. But, you know, Elias falls to his near death and is just going to work, you know, a couple weeks later. Like, you know, I I, I hope he sells the back, Mm -hmm. at least. I I hope there's some selling uh, of injuries here because otherwise, I mean... Please, WWE, don't cry to me when you wonder why no one takes your injury angles. Uh, not seriously. If you're just going to like have Elias just show up and work a normal match. Uh, Corbin is probably earmarked for a program with Gronk. So either Corbin wins here or Gronk is going to cost him the match. Force me to pick. I'm going to say Gronk costs him the match. The host of the show, I should mention. Yes. yes. Rob Gronkowski. For you non-football fans. What do you think, J-Man? Uh, I'm kind of in line with uh, Kyle there. I have a feeling this is going to be where Gronk steps in and uh, lead to a match with Corbin at SummerSlam. So uh, I'm going with uh, Elias. Let's make it three for three. I don't have any deep thoughts on this one. So <laughs> that makes sense to me. Moving on. Aleister Black, Bobby Lashley. What a build. What a build. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) I mean, just week after week, adding little bits of story to this fantastic uh, feud, this rivalry, blood feud, if you will. Uh, I I cannot wait to see what these two do. Uh, I have not seen a build for any match in WrestleMania like this since Texas Tornado Dino Bravo at WrestleMania 7. (laughs) (laughs) He texted us about that match not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, there's been no attempt to even build this up. Uh, And just looking at things stylistically, the match (laughs) could be kind of rough because 99% of wrestling matches require one of the participants to sell. And that's neither guy's forte (laughs) here. Now, they could always do a short match or do something in Lesnar-Goldberg fashion uh, from Mania four years ago. Not going to hold my breath there. We do know Alistair was at one point considered for the spot that drew mcintyre got there was discussion Heyman was considering both of them and drew mcintyre ultimately got the spot uh to challenge brock lesnar on the show while alistair uh, gets this fine match 
Bobby Lashley, it's been two years now since he's been back. And save for that Roman feud and the Rusev wedding deal, which really wasn't that good and didn't go anywhere. Nothing interesting from him. What a sad two-year run for Bobby Lashley. I would say Aleister Black would be a lock to win this had he not suffered that pointless loss to AJ Styles a couple weeks back. His first loss on TV. Ryan Drosty, I've uh, multiple times called you one of the great educators uh, in the public sector in this country. Justin Joint's intelligence doesn't have to take a backseat to anybody. Not doing much could educating you guys these explain, days. Yes, could you guys please explain having Aleister Black have this random one loss on his resume? Like, at least if he was undefeated still, this would have some intrigue. Right. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> because AJ, of course, is pretty well established. He's held the title for months and months and months since he's been with WWE. So when you're legitimizing him for The Undertaker, I don't think he needs any legitimizing. He doesn't need that victory. Uh, if you don't want Black to win, just do a non-finish. Yeah, I I don't get it. I can't make any sense of that at all. I don't, I don't know how you make that call. The only way it made sense to me was I thought they were building to uh, uh, Aleister Black and Undertaker versus the club, you know, yeah. handicap mm-hmm. match, but apparently not. Although, I guess in in uh, Undertaker's promo, he mentioned about bringing uh, Unholy Trinity or something. So I don't know if maybe like Aleister and Kane show up or something. I don't know. It still does. It that doesn't defeat the purpose of that loss was stupid and pointless. And they couldn't do the tag, Justin, because that would take this card down to just fifteen matches. No, we can't have that. Mm. Okay. The only way this is redeeming is if it's like a sub one minute match with Black Mass, right? Yeah. Which hey, I'd be a fan of that. Why not? Bobby Lashley ain't going nowhere, so. Black, he still has. He could still ascend to the top of the card. Lashley, I think that I think that's cooked. That ain't happening. I'm yeah. only confident about predicting three matches on this card. This is one of them. It's Alistair Black. Seconded. Can't wait till Bobby Lashley wins. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, guys, Alistair had his first WrestleMania moment. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm taking black. Justin's taking black. You're, you're sticking with Bobby Lashley. Is that for sure? No, I took black. Okay. All right. Just double checking. Raw you tag team titles. Fuck it. I'll, fuck it. I'll take Lashley. <laughs> I'll take <a> Lashley. <laughs> you know, for our friends that are betting over at Wrestle Rumble, you're giving them some bad advice, Kyle. I want any lawsuits about malpractice here. I'm telling you. Bobby Lashley's big when he walks in a room. <laughs> with you know, or without eyebrows yeah other than the warlord is there anybody that you guys can think of who has that look i mean bobby lashley to be fair he walks out like, oh, this is a bad looking mofo like dino but bravo? he's just he's done so eh, bobby lashley is more impressive looking than dino bravo like i mean has anyone done less i guess Besides, like, the Warlord compared to Bobby. I mean, Bobby Lashley was admittedly involved in one of the big drawing matches in company history. 
although he was an ancillary part to that. It was Donald Trump and Vince McMahon that uh, drew the interest. Mm. But, I mean, man, he, he just – talk about just not living up to advanced billing. You know, the Bob other one Ash. I would think of, Crush. Crush, Crush did have an impressive look and really didn't do much. Yeah. Shaka bra. Yeah. All right. Raw tag team titles. The Street Profits against now Angel Garza and Austin Theory due to the... The unlikely duo. Yep, because of Andrade not being able to perform here. Um, There's no way... To me, you can't take the titles off of the Street Profits. It's way too early. Plus, with a team just completely put together at the last minute, I don't think that makes sense. Uh, We've all kind of sang the praises of the Street Profits before on this show. I think that... um, it's good to finally see them wrestling because I think they held off on that way too long with them just doing those backstage skits forever. But uh, I think these guys are awesome. I think they got to keep the tag titles here, and I'm definitely picking them. Justin? Yeah, this is number two of my three locks, Street Profits. Garza and Theory, the most unlikely WrestleMania duo since D'Lo Brown and Test at WrestleMania 15, I think. <laughs> uh, at least... Hey, we, we saw some attempt to bring them together on Raw this past week. Uh, really, the only thing of note is how will Austin Theory be presented in this match? Obviously, WWE thinks highly of, of him because they're giving him the spot. But will he do enough to stand out in what seems like a likely loss? Uh, hopefully, he catches Montez Ford better after the next dive because, my God, what happened there mm. on Raw? <laughs> I yes. mean, Montez just went splat. Oh, that that's... was... That was yeah, so that was, ugly, was, man. Oof. Yeah, that was not good. Uh, not not a good job by Mister Theory. But anyway, um, that's such an odd, pardon the pun, theory to do. Here's a guy you think highly of, and you're going to put him into this situation where he just comes out on the losing end twice. Yeah. In mid card matches, that, what what an odd thing. And they're going to probably talk about brass rings and all oh, this Austin Theory, the future, yada yada yada. Look, he's going to lose street profits all the way. Yeah. For sure. This next one is also one that's had uh, had some changes. It was originally supposed to be a triple threat tag team title match, the SmackDown tag team titles. Uh, but then The Miz got sick. So we've now got what we assume. Now, as far as we know, this is John Morrison against one of the Usos in a ladder match, apparently still for the tag team titles. The match was also originally going to involve the New Day, who seemed to have just been taken out of the match without any explanation. So I mean, it could be different you know, when this actually airs this weekend from what we're thinking. But to the best of our knowledge, it is John Morrison against one of the Usos. It, to be fair, we're recording this before SmackDown. Yes, so, so they, they could we'll, make the change It'll be interesting to see if there's any attempt to rewrite this or if you know the the need to rewrite it happened after smackdown which i feel may be the case mm-hmm. so i don't see these titles changing hands under these circumstances um i think when it was the triple threat tag team match i could have seen it happening but the way it's it's changed now and we i don't know if we even talked about this last week but basically uh, the report was that Miz was sick. The Usos were very upset about that. That was also played into the Roman Reigns decision, reportedly, is what I was hearing at the time. Of course, the the Usos uh, being relation to him. And he was unhappy. The Usos were unhappy. The Miz had to pull out. And we get the singles match now. So 
Uh, I'm going to go with John Morrison. Morrison, obviously known for the high spots, his parkour style. I think this plays right into his strengths, so I, I see John Morrison retaining for he and The Miz, Justin. Is this the first time a tag titles have been defended in a singles match? There's no way it hasn't happened before. Yeah, I'm but pretty sure, but I can't think of any. Uh, anyways, I'm going Morrison. Kyle. Bit of a chance for Morrison to shine here. In yeah. The latter match scenario. You, you kind of alluded to this a little bit, Ryan. It plays to his strengths as a worker. I personally was not really clamoring for this Ms. Morrison reunion. Feels very 10 years ago. Look, if you showed me a bunch of clips, I could probably appreciate them as a team, but I, I don't know. It just it, it it just feels kind of been there, done that as far as the tag team goes. That said, he's going to retain here. Uh, kind of interesting that, you know, last month or I guess a month and a little change ago, we saw Miz and Morrison retain against the New Day and the Usos in the Elimination Chamber. Yes. So to be honest with you, this kind of rewrite that was necessitated by Miz being sick kind of makes us a little more intriguing. I mean, to be honest, a triple threat just it just felt like, yeah, you're, you're just putting the SmackDown tag division on the show. Hmm. This look, I don't know if it's going to be good. But like I said, it's a chance for John Morrison to shine. And which Uso will they pick? Hmm. Does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I can predict that one. It, it's funny because you know you talk about all the great teams in WWE history. The one that the argument always was, well, you can't ever split these guys up. Is the Usos? I mean, have you as do you guys have any view? Oh, like, you know, Jimmy was really better than Jay this one year or Jay was way better than Jimmy. I I've never felt that way ever. No, no. So yeah, I, hopefully they explain this a little bit better on SmackDown this week. Like you said, Kyle, we're, we're recording this two days before SmackDown airs. So maybe they will, but to the best of our knowledge, this is what's happening and, and we'll see where it takes us. Um, the women's title match, it's an elimination match. This one came to the forefront last week on SmackDown. We had, uh, was that last week or was it two weeks ago? I think it was It's last. been announced for two weeks. Two yeah, weeks but ago. they did the angle with Tamina and her headbutts. That's right. Last week. Because we had the page return that week, and she yeah. added like all the competitors to the match. But uh, what we Dana had, Brooke's been taken out. Yep, Dana Brooke in quarantine. No Carmella. Yeah, no Carmella to replace her. I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, so as as far as we know, this this is five women now. So it's Bailey defending against Lacey Evans, Tamina, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. And obviously, the big storyline that they've been playing up is the Bailey Sasha tension. Uh, the rest of the uh, the other people are just kind of there. Uh, so to me, what this comes down to is does Sasha Banks get the title or not? I don't see any of the other three winning it. Um, Bailey's run lately has been pretty forgettable <laughs> so i'm a little liable to pick sasha banks here uh but i'm not completely sold on it so let's see if you guys can change my mind or convince me one way or the other justin what do you think on this one um i think you know pretty obviously we're heading towards a bailey sasha sasha feud um and i don't know if you want to 
if you don't, if you really want to have the payoff in front of nobody without the crowd really getting behind Sasha, um, I think you have Bailey retain. Uh, you know, we're not really going to see anything for, you know, probably at least a month as far as new um, storylines go. So just let Bailey continue having maybe do some interviews where she talks crap about beating Sasha at WrestleMania and build something at SummerSlam. That makes a lot of sense to me. I, I think I'm leaning towards picking Bailey now. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, and where's SummerSlam? Boston, home of the boss, yeah. Sasha Banks. Yes. So if she if she's gonna be the baby face in that feud, it makes a lot of sense to do that long awaited match at that pay per view. Uh Bailey Banks is the key storyline here. You guys are right. Ruben matches forthcoming. There was some discussion, according to Meltzer, that they were originally just gonna do Bailey versus Banks at this show, but because of the cir- circumstances, they said, ah, screw it, we're not gonna do it. So I think they extend the storyline. I'm with Justin. Bailey retains, although WWE does this annoying thing where you've got the storyline part of the match, in this case, Bailey and Banks, but they just put the title on one of the other people just because, Mm. just to like swerve you. I really hope they don't do that. Yeah, because that would really serve no purpose here, especially with the prospect of no TV for weeks. Yeah, it just cheapens titles. It's like, oh, well, this person has the title just because. Yeah. You know, and God God forbid, I mean, if Tamina Snuka were to win the title, I mean, you guys are going to have to, you know, resuscitate me. (laughs) Yeah. Tamina? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Bailey here, too. It makes sense. Her run hasn't been great, but maybe in in some sit down intermit in uh, sit down interview segments, you can kind of rehab her a little bit in the weeks ahead if they don't produce television. So yeah, I'd say there's a couple instances on this card where I feel like they have to change titles just because this one is not really one of those. So I would kind of lend myself to the notion that don't change a title when there's no fans there to to yeah. cheapen it. So yeah, keep it on Bailey. We've got four champions retaining so far, I think, if we look back on this thing. But I think the main match is you're going to see a lot more title changes. And you know what really hurts uh, Bailey as a champion coming to this match? It's one of three women's title matches on the show, and it's clearly positioned as the third most important. That does this no favors whatsoever. We did pick the women's tag title change, or at least I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, I, no, I agree with you, but I think we the IC we picked the champion to retain Raw tag, yep. SmackDown tag, and then this that'd be four champions retaining. Yep, on my so it makes sheet that makes sense. It makes sense to me. I'll go with Bailey too. Uh, as far as the other one that outside of Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, I'd say the one. Well, there's one other one I'm going to mention too, but this one I, I am very much looking forward to, and that's the Kevin Owens-Seth Rollins match. And I think one reason I'm really looking forward to this is they've done a good job building this one kind of in an old school way where, uh, you know, like Owens really hasn't been able to get a hold of Seth much in advance of the match. Um, and so here you've got the babyface Owens coming after Rollins hot and it should be a good match. Uh, two of the most talented performers on the roster. Uh, you know, like old, old school booking wise, you would think Owens would get the win based on what happened on Raw where Seth got him with the curb stop kind of. Uh, that was after the match, I believe. 
so I think I think I'm going to pick Kevin Owens here. Justin, what do you think about this one? Um, pretty sure Kevin Owens Owen three at WrestleMania. Uh, Seth Rollins, uh, has he ever lost at WrestleMania? I'm just throwing that out yes, there. Yes, he did. He lost to Randy Orton, but the that's night right, he cashed in right. Money in the Bank. That, mm-hmm. But that's the only loss. He won the night. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes he did. Yes. Um, just throwing that out there. I, I don't know if they they obviously haven't played that into the storyline. Um, yeah, they've talked about Rollins' WrestleMania successes a bit. Okay. But you, but you, you're right. I mean, I do they want to like run with WrestleMania records? It's, I mean, this is certainly no streak they're playing up. Yeah. I think, I think this is, I don't feel like this is the end of a storyline, but maybe more of, you know, uh, the middle chapter. Uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, Seth Rollins prevailing. Maybe we see a couple new members to his group. Okay. Kyle. Well, he's going to need him. I mean, apparently I mean, that group is hey, hey, out. Yeah. Injury. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I talked myself into picking Rollins earlier in the week due to the fact that we are very likely to come out of WrestleMania with two babyface world champions, and then, and thus there's a real need for some heel contenders. But who knows what the WWE schedule is going to be moving forward, like we've talked about you know, half a dozen times already on the show. Unlike you guys, I like Kevin Owens a lot more than Seth Rollins as a performer, as a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's because you love Canada more in America. I do. I'll be very <laughs> blunt with you for that comment. Okay, what do you got to say about that? I've always been a huge fan of uh, Saskatoon. Big Justin Trudeau fan. Noted yes, well, Justin Trudeau fan, Kyle Ross. Not all the time. But <laughs> uh, it, would that be a fair statement? That, like, I think you guys are probably view these guys more as, like, equals in your fandom. Yeah, I like them both quite a bit. Okay. All right. Yeah. For for me, I, I definitely prefer Kevin Owens. This is the kind of storyline, and Ryan, you touched on this, where the babyface should triumph. They have built it up for several months. Kudos there. This has kind of been, you know, in the absence uh, of Brock Lesnar, kind of the top week-to-week program on Raw. My question is, where would Kevin Owens go after a loss, break or no break, for WWE? You know, that that would really kind of, I don't know, just cement him in that circular upper mid-card echelon. We know they're always going to protect Seth. Yeah, I think Kevin Owens should win here. Yeah, and like I said, it's that's the classic classic pick here because he hasn't been able to get Rollins on TV. They had that tag match on Raw Monday night. Um Owens got the pinfall on Garza, and then Rollins came in, laid him out with the stomp, and then left. So you would think, from a classical wrestling standpoint, Owens would get his revenge here, but who knows? You know what? I like the classics. I'm switching to Owens. Oh, that's that. that, that uh, this one here <laughs> is where I think you screwed yourself. Seth Rollins has won at WrestleMania 36. <laughs> I might want to change my pick now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'll stick I'll stick with Owens. You make a good point, Kyle. If Owens loses here, man, yeah. Well, that hasn't stopped him before. How many times have we said where does such and such go after a loss and then yeah. he loses? Yeah. 
Well, I've long said Kevin Owens is the greatest universal champion of all time. So you know where I lay with Kevin Owens. Um, kind of by default, in my opinion. All right, moving on. Undertaker, AJ Styles. This is the Boneyard match. This this looks to be one that they probably taped on location outside of the Performance Center. And um, now, obviously, Taker has lost at WrestleMania now in the past. The streak thing is no longer a thing. But uh, given the style of match it is, I'm going to go ahead and, and pick the Undertaker in this one. Uh, they're going to have a lot of gimmicks going on during the match. I you think you guys probably saw my tweet tweeting out the old uh, Jake Roberts Ultimate Warrior famous promo from the cemetery back in 1991 like they can like reuse this the drugs that were going the <laughs> drugs that must have been present at that shoot uh it will be interesting to see how they shot this one though i mean they'll be having all the hollywood tricks for sure but uh the other the other storyline here is people are wondering like so is the uh is the american badass undertaker now back based on how he looked on raw on monday night what do you guys think about that before i get your picks is is the undertaker switching back to uh the american badass gimmick what do you think justin i'm trying to sell my motorcycle so i hope not <laughs> kyle what do you, what what do you think did you did you get the uh, that sense from what aired on raw i have a lot to say about this match okay the human side of Taker? <laughs> the American badass? <sighs> Dude, I always say that anyone that wants the American badass version to come back didn't watch it at the time because I thought that no. that sucked. <laughs> it did. It was it was my least favorite period of The Undertaker. We talked about this uh, on at some point. I think it was that Top Rope Nation classic we did on Backlash. Yeah. Oh, two. Yep. Ryan, The Undertaker... There was a period during the American Best where he was like my least favorite wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Like I like I openly just despised him, and, and I talked about this, you know, moments ago. I did not like that promo that some people seem to on Raw this past week, with you know calling AJ like the big fish in a small pond, and mm-hmm. you know he didn't want to come here when you know Austin and Rock and. You know, all those guys were running while he waited. And they, they wonder why their current roster can't get over. And they, you know, because <laughs> they belittle them all the Bill, time. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to turn to Bill Goldberg, you know, every other year. Yeah, Meltzer went off about this and he was completely correct on Wrestling Observer Radio. I, I thought that was bad. I, I thought that was a bad promo. And you know what else is bad about this build? Why are we talking about Michelle McCool? Why? <laughs> Yeah, that serves okay. no purpose. Undertaker, I'm sure she's lovely. Okay, I'm glad you're happily married. The three of us are all happily married. Okay, my hat's off to you. But, like, what are we doing here? Why is Michelle McCool part of this storyline? And from both sides, like, AJ started bringing her up, and I noticed, it's like, oh, God, they're humanizing Undertaker, talking about... You know, his wife, you know, his wife and then Undertaker brought it up and made the comment about the faith breaker versus Styles Clash. I'm like people watching this, I mean, I guess because, you know, who we're down to in the audience, most people probably actually did get the reference. But can you imagine if you're you didn't watch WWE in 2010? You're like, what the F are these people talking about? Yeah, that'd yep. be me. <laughs> so I, I'm not done on this thing. So. <laughs> Ryan, you mentioned the off-site production 
kind of has an effect on the expectation for this as a match. I completely agree. Uh, this will not be the last time I say this during this preview because we have another offsite match to talk about. But there are not many examples of good WWE matches that didn't take place in an actual ring. The only one I could come up with, and I think you're going to like this one, Ryan, a forgotten classic, if you will, the Ken Shamrock Owen Hart mm. dungeon match. I thought that's where you're going to go. 1998. Yeah. That was a fun match. Yeah. I think it was like five minutes long, too. Yeah. God, I wish there were more five-minute matches today. That'd be so good. <laughs> uh, booking has been largely one-sided here with Taker costing Styles two matches, and he cut that promo that kind of pissed me off on Monday. And based on that one-sided booking, I could make the case that AJ Styles really has to win here. You know, I, I don't know how much this matters, but in terms of outcome determining future trajectory, if this was a normal WrestleMania, I would say no one on this card has a wider range in terms of future trajectory than AJ Styles based on the outcome at WrestleMania 36. Because beating Taker, yeah, Ryan, you mentioned he's lost twice before at WrestleMania, but beating him at WrestleMania is still one of the few things left that matters in WWE. So he would be even more of a made guy if he wins, boneyard or no boneyard. Sadly, I could see Michelle McCool showing up and playing Sarah to AJ's DDP. <laughs> Wait, this thing's going. You stole my thunder. I was going to mention the Sarah tattoo on his neck at some point. They had to get removed. <laughs> I just, I don't think AJ's winning. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. think they're going to, you know, teach, you know, you know, by God. I think AJ wanted to work with him because, you know, or Undertaker wanted to work with AJ because he's like, hey, AJ will be happy enough to lose here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Justin. Uh, I agree with Kyle. I think bringing up the whole Michelle McCool stuff is bad, especially like for me, I was out of wrestling, you know, during her time frame. Um, so that's bad. Almost as bad as whatever AJ's got going on with his facial hair right now. <laughs> um, I do think it's one of those instances where styles should win, especially cause there's kind of a dearth. There's not a whole lot of, a, a good heels, uh, on Raw, especially, you know, once Lesnar assumingly goes away. Um, so you kind of need Styles to take a step up uh, going forward once, you know, taping resumes. Uh, but having said that, it it just feels like one of those matches that Taker's going to win. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a precedent for this. Again, let's go back to 2 and this dumb American badass era that people seem to be pining for. Oh. Undertaker Ric Flair. Remember that build mm-hmm. when Undertaker as a heel, as a heel, kicked Ric Flair's ass, beat his whole family and friends ass in the build of the thing and then beat him at the match. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a great build. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the amount of like mid 20 year old people I have talked to that are like pining for the Dude. American badass to come back because they were like 10 at the time. And I'm like, no. It was terrible. We don't want it. All the serious fans that I knew at the time, including Justin Joint, were like, we want the dead man back. This sucks. It sucked at the time. It sucks now. I don't want to see the American badass come back. Please. I'm going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll give the hot take. 2000 to 2003 Undertaker is one of my least favorite main event wrestlers ever in the history of this business. I would agree. 
And I loved him in the 90s, too. It's just like, it was well, so it, bad. I loved him as a character. I mean, he, he persevered through a lot of crappy storylines. Yeah. And then he got to that late 90s period, you know, like 96, 97, 98, where he worked with Foley, Brett, Sean. And, and you know, that was my favorite period mm-hmm. in his career. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that American badass stuff sucked. Yes. I'm glad we're all on the same page with that. <laughs> I remember going to uh, Mania 34 a couple years ago, and we were concerned that the American Badass was going to come back, and Justin yes, Joint was like was biting his fingernails, like going to his first <laughs> Mania. Holy crap! I better see the Dead Man entrance, and he. W- I can tell you from being next to him in the Superdome, he was very happy that we got the Dead Man entrance that night, didn't you, Justin? Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> I, I, my, I was so nerve wracked. Just, just, I, I just did not want to hear that goddamn kid rock song <laughs> no kidding and i think i told this on the program before you know who the mvp of that whole deal was john cena undertaker wanted to work a 20 minute match yeah and john cena trust me I, i've heard this folks i got it straight from the source undertaker wanted to work like a normal you know big time resume and john Cena's like what why would you do that who doesn't think you're gonna win once you come out this thing's over. Let's go home. <laughs> 20 minute match. He's like, I got movies to make. It's a 20 minute match. Oh. God bless you. You are truly one of the great technicians of our time. <laughs> that makes me like him more. That is, that's pretty amazing. Uh, we'll get to him here in just a minute. Our next one. Match. <laughs> oh. Edge and Randy Orton, last man standing. Now, how much does it suck for Edge? This guy, gone almost 10 years. He was in the Rumble, but his singles match return, supposed to be this huge match at WrestleMania, gets his old rival, and it's in front of nobody. I'm really looking forward to the match, but man, this is a downer that this is how this is going down. Um, Justin, how big of an Edge fan were you back in the day? I don't think we ever really talked about that. Uh, you know, I I always thought he was okay. I liked Edge and Christian. Um, there always just felt like when he started getting his kind of his his singles run, and I believe that was two thousand one. You know, with getting the IC, I, I was kind of getting behind him, but there was always something missing with him. Um, and then when he really started to click, is when I kind of went on my my dark age, my second dark age of not watching wrestling. So I didn't really ever have a good feel for it. Um, and when I came back, it was to kind of pudgy edge. Um, so, I mean, I, I've, you know, I've gone back and I've watched a lot of his stuff and I love it and it's fantastic. But, uh, I'd say in the moment I was never really a big edge fan. Hmm. So who do you think's going over here? Um, I mean, classic booking says this has to be edge. Um, I think there's a way kind of like, do you prolong the moment of him, you know, getting his one up on Orton to, to, to have it in front of a crowd, but we don't know when that is. Uh, so I guess you just give it to him now. Mm-hmm. Ross, what do you think? I think this has had the best build of any match on the card, which makes it even more bittersweet for Edge. Yes. Um, self-contained feud. 
isolated from the rest of the booking universe, pardon the pun, the booking WWE universe. Um, the success of the build, I think, is due to the feud being a personal issue which fans can easily grasp onto. Imagine that. <laughs> and we see that a lot with these self-contained feuds where these guys come back and they're like, well, all right, well, I'm just going to do my program. I'm not going to mix with anyone else. And they work, again, because they're personal issues. They're not these, you know, mid, you know, these just random title matches set up by some arbitrary number one contender match. A personal issue. What a concept. Uh, that initial angle, I think, struck a chord. The subsequent promos have been strong. I'll go on the record right now. The promo Randy Orton cut with Beth Phoenix in the ring was the best promo of his career. Name me a better Randy Orton promo than that one. Hmm. I can't offhand. It yeah, was good. I, it was really I mean, good. I, I don't think I, I, I would be shocked if you could. Yeah. Uh, that said, look, I, I get what kind of Justin's saying. Eh, you know, maybe you do want to prolong this, give edges moment in front of a crowd. I, I think edges pretty close to a lock to win here. It, the The only reason he wouldn't be is because of the crowd situation. Certainly if this was a normal WrestleMania, he would absolutely be a locked win. I'm interested to see what they do with them moving forward. Cause I don't think, you know, this is not a one-off mm-hmm. they're going to use him moving forward. And that's the key. He kind of teased some tension with Roman on Twitter. Um, who knows, you know, if that was just them goofing off or if they had the blessing of the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've used this term classical wrestling booking a lot tonight. And yeah, you would think just based on what has happened with Beth Phoenix and everything and the bill that Edge gets his revenge here. So I'm going to pick Edge because it would make sense to maybe try to save some of this for a crowd. But who knows when that's going to happen. So I feel like they're going to do it here and give Edge the victory. So speaking of John Cena, here we are. This is, I think, the one you referenced a minute ago, Kyle, the other match that's going to be taking place uh, off-site, off the Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena and The Fiend. So we've been uh, pretty critical on the show in regards to how The Fiend has been booked over the last several months, I think kind of starting with that Hell in a Cell match last fall. And so I guess the question here is, you know, how giving is John Cena going to be in this match? And from from what you said with his match with uh, The Undertaker at 34, John Cena, he knows what makes sense here. And to me, what makes sense is if you want The Fiend to be a major player, he's got he's to gotta be book strong in this match with one of the all-time greats. So uh, I'm expecting The Fiend to go over and for John Cena to make him look like an unstoppable force. Justin? Yeah, this is the third of my uh, prediction locks. Uh, I just can't imagine the world where Cena wins this match. Although, if it was in front of a crowd, that'd be freaking hilarious. Um, <laughs> but no, it just it it has to be Bray. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cena's already beat him on a WrestleMania, so you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the storyline. Yep. Here that. The the fiend is going for revenge from that loss six years ago. An attempt at a personal issue. We just talked about personal issues in the last match. This one uh, not really clicking in my eyes as well as the Edge Randy Orton deal. And similar to Taker Styles, I don't have a lot of expectation for the match itself due due to it being an offsite production. But 
you guys are right. This is all about giving a boost to the fiend after that loss to Goldberg. Uh, will we look back at this as kind of a waste to John Cena though? I get what they're going for, but I just feel, look, I know the circumstances are really bad, man. I feel like just John Cena just coming back and just losing in an obvious losing spot. Doesn't John Cena mean a little more than that? Well, I yes, I agree with you. But the good thing, especially in, in this scenario, where they're having to kind of get creative, you know, doing the an off-site uh, funhouse match, is that from what I've heard is Cena's kind of using his pole to let Bray get creative with this thing. So hopefully we see something, at the very least, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's better than that Wyatt Orton match. Yes. Can't get much worse. <laughs> That's for sure. That is for sure. Yeah, I am looking forward to this, though, just to see like what what they do. Not just the fact that you're seeing John Cena back kind of in action, I mean, off-site, not a traditional wrestling match, but, yeah, to see the creative side of it. So, uh, But, yeah, I think The Fiend, for sure, can't imagine Cena winning this. Uh, we've got Charlotte challenging the NXT Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, here, and... Uh, when we talk about these situations of the uniqueness of this WrestleMania and whether title changes should happen or not, I think under no circumstance should Ripley lose to Charlotte Flair here. I think, uh, you know, this should, on paper, this should be a very good match. But again, you're dealing with the situation of not having a crowd and it coming across flat, which is going to be a concern for most of these matches. But I am a big fan of Rhea Ripley, and I think this will probably be pretty good. Um, but I, I just don't see any scenario where Charlotte should win this match. Would you agree, Justin? I agree. And Uh-oh. we were there the last time we felt this way about a Charlotte Flair match. Uh-oh. Against Asuka. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, at in the moment... WrestleMania 34 being there, I think the shock made me hate the decision. Um, in hindsight, I think the only bad decision was having Asuka tap out. I think if Charlotte would have just won by pinfall, it would have been more acceptable. Um, I, I, I hope they don't do that again here. Um, from what I've heard, Charlotte's not popping you know numbers on NXT, so there's really no point to put the title on her. Yeah. Uh, just keep just keep building Ripley. Yeah. The talented I, Mrs. Ripley. <laughs> I, I just cannot imagine Charlotte moving to NXT with this title. Kyle. What about that tremendous post-match promo Asuka cut after that loss when she told the world Charlotte is better than Asuka? That was a real uh, humdinger, too. Who came up with that one? Good <laughs> grief. I <laughs> So the, the the double whammy of submitting and then cutting that promo. And then they had John Cena be told that The Undertaker was in the building and he ran off <laughs> while Oscar just like gawked at John Cena running. Yes. What a scenario that was. Uh, goal here is obviously to raise the profile of the NXT brand. I think this has been a very underwhelming build. And quite frankly, I'm not sure I understand the motivation for this match from the perspective of Charlotte Flair's character. I get that Rhea came out and said, hey, why don't you take the NXT champion on for size? And I guess Charlotte just was like, okay, I've been challenged. I guess I'll do that. 
But this yeah. hasn't clicked for me at all. I'll be very blunt with you. I think I think a lot of it's been lost because of the venue change too. I think some of it was Rhea Ripley being kind of this, you know, very over character on NXT. You're putting this title on WrestleMania in front of the seventy to eighty thousand fans. It was going to be this huge moment for her as the up and coming star. When you when you're doing this now in an empty venue, it's just completely lost that factor. And it's yeah, it's still Rhea Ripley. She's awesome, but I mean. I don't know. It's, it, I think initially it just kind of felt like you're putting Charlotte kind of like the veteran at this point who's done everything up against the up-and-coming star. And that's still the case, but without the crowd factor, it's just hard to be excited about it. I just don't know. It's like if you're sh- – like like I said, I get that the goal is to raise the profile of the NXT brand, and I get what you're saying. But like why would Charlotte Flair's character – I'm being kayfabe Kyle here for a minute. Why would she care about any of that? Why would just, she not like – yeah, I, just because she was challenged, like yeah, her, her woman yeah. was called out. Okay, because I, mean, I think people always look at NXT, and I, you know, various main roster stars have have mentioned this over the years. Like people look at NXT as all like that's the kind of work rate promotion, you know. So like she can prove that she can still hang, right? For all you people that forgot about her time in NXT, she's going to go down there and prove to you that you know she's she's still the top dog and she can beat down the NXT Women's Champion. I think that was kind of the storyline, you know, to prove to that to that section of the fan base that she could still do it, kind of thing. Um, okay, I guess that I it just really hasn't clicked for me. But I'm with you guys in that I cannot see Charlotte winning. And the reason I can't see, I just can't see her being moved to the NXT brand. Because by rule, if you're the NXT Women's Champion, guess what brand you're on? <laughs> NXT. And I just don't think they're going to send Charlotte there. So, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. All right. And this is kind of a similar scenario because uh, in the Raw Women's title match, so we've got Becky who became, you know, Part of three women to headline WrestleMania last year. She had her crowning achievement, winning the women's titles multiple at WrestleMania last year. And here we find her defending the Raw women's title against Shayna Baszler coming up from NXT. And uh, Shayna having been the champion NXT for the majority of the last year. Uh I don't I don't really know like how they go with this because of the crowd factor again. You know, with you remove the crowd this I think going in, I'd pick Shayna Baszler for sure because of the crowd response and everything and and Becky really just hasn't done a lot interesting in the last year since becoming champion. This going in was the interesting storyline, but it, it's kind of lost something for me too, just not having the live shows in front of the live audience. So do they pull the trigger here and do the title change or do they save it? We've kind of been sounding like a broken record here. We've been having this conversation a lot here going through these matches. And this one is kind of a difficult call for me because if you want to see Shayna Baszler win her first gold on the WWE main roster, Raw or SmackDown here, God, you kind of want to do it in front of fans, don't you, Justin? Yeah. um, It'd be really tough to have... Shayna Baszler lose here after what she did at the elimination chamber. Um, but also, you know, on the flip side, it's like, you know, if we're not going to be seeing anybody for, you know, a month, two months, like, do you keep the title on Becky and just let her keep taking days as champion? And, you know, I, I know there's a lot of wrestling fans who, who love that kind of historical stuff, you know, 
you know, you add an additional 60 days, 50 days to her title reign, and she's over 400. Um, I, I just, yeah, I think you got to go with Baszler here. But at the same time, it's WrestleMania. It's it's a babyface show. Um, boy, I don't know. I I want to I want to hear from Kyle before I choose. See, I think the no crowd thing actually helps Baszler's case in terms of the booking because she's a heel. Personally, I um, mean, yeah. I, there's just that you know, shock like, factor, I get that. Like yeah. the whole feel, like the whole feel good moment. Like, I mean, that it's not like it's not going to be designed to be a feel good moment. Like, no, crowd, no. no I crowd. think it's it's more the sh- the shock factor. You know, like well, you think of the, oh, okay. the reaction, like, like when the Undertaker lost oh, the Lesnar. Oh, okay, kind of like thing. they're not going to be able to, you know, they're not going to be able to show all the crowd's faces. My God, Becky has tapped. Okay, Becky's I getting get destroyed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, kudos to Becky Lynch for doing something that few are able to do in the modern WWE. That's truly elevate yourself over the course of the year. She's never going to be a booking afterthought again. Um, I, I agree. The rain hasn't been spectacular a lot of that has been due to just not that many contenders when you split the women's roster in half that just happens it's hard to have a year's worth of quality programs and and she hasn't had that but she's a star she's one of their bigger stars um and a tip of the cap to her but it's time for her to lose i am all in on Shayna baszler and i'm actually looking forward to this uh, far more than the Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair match. Um, I, I I loved what they did with Shayna at the Elimination Chamber, and I hope some weak crowd responses that Shayna got on Raws don't dissuade them from doing the right thing. Because the right thing here is to have Shayna Baszler choke out Becky Lynch. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I think the end of this match is going to be uh, the ref lifting Becky's arm and it falling to the mat. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with Shayna because Shayna was my initial pick before the show got moved. Um, you know when this was going to be at Raymond James Stadium, but yeah, I'll stick. I'll stick with Shayna Baszler too. Make I'll it tell you what, I, I am disgusted as to how much we're agreeing on this card so far, <laughs> which means we're probably going to be all wrong. <laughs> go with your own gut instincts, uh, listeners. If you do the Wrestle Rumble, pick them. By the way, I would not be shocked. We mentioned this quite a bit ago earlier in this program uh you know wrestlemania 37 next year potentially being loaded up i would not be shocked uh, to see becky lynch working ronda rousey finally one-on-one on that show yeah if it even happens right who knows who knows what, what's going on with this coronavirus they're saying 12 yeah. to 18 months for a, a vaccine so they're thinking another wave next winter if that happens who knows I don't really want to be playing this clip in a in a year, but uh, I mean, I hope I hope it goes down, but I'm not going to say it's for certain. East Debbie oh, Downer, what what a <laughs> heel Ryan turned out to be. No, that's for you know Shayna Baszler is a heel. I mean Ryan Frosty oh. things that I've never heard before. I mean, I I hope not, but geez, I mean, you guys have heard this stuff about like the NFL season being in jeopardy even come late fall, and who knows? I hope I I hope. I hope those people are wrong, and I hope this goes away and we get it handled. But I'm, I'm just saying, I hope we're not in this situation next year again because 
WrestleMania going in with this kind of a, a vibe really sucks, but uh, hopefully some of these matches come through for us. We got two left. WWE title match. Your champion, Bill Goldberg, who was supposed to be wrestling Roman Reigns, and uh, they are still pushing the fact that it's going to be Roman Reigns on television, which has brought about a lot of conflict, at least on my social media feeds, because, yes, WWE talks about card subject to change, but is it bad faith to continue pushing a match on television that you know is not happening? I've also seen some truthers out there who think that Roman Reigns is still going to be in the match and that WWE is screwing with everybody. So oh, I've heard it all now. I know. <laughs> um, I don't think that's the case. But it, it is worth discussion. Like, why haven't they talked on television about this the switch yet uh we know roman put out the the video on social media the other day but on uh was was it during raw that they were still pushing the uh the match with roman reigns i mean like recently they were still pushing it but as far as we know spoiler alert uh it's gonna be goldberg against braun Strowman here which begs the question do you switch the title still? Because, I mean, obviously going in, we expected Roman Reigns to get the big victory over Goldberg. Yet another crowning moment for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. You have Braun now thrown into the match last second with no build. Uh, do you have him go for, you know, the legendary Bill Goldberg? I, I don't think Bill Goldberg's a long-term champion for you by any means. So uh, I kind of feel like Braun Strowman has to win the title here. Justin? Kyle? <laughs> the real pass the ball uh, <laughs> of picking by Justin Joy. Okay, so I have heard that Roman Reigns is probably on SmackDown Friday night, and this may be a deal that gets fleshed out on the show WrestleMania. Um, they taped all the stuff. I don't know. I mean, could they have done something like just have an announcement or have a scroll? I, I don't know. Um, Look, I think this is some questionable matchmaking. I get there, you know, if, with Roman pulling out, that's an all-time pickle that you're in. What do you do mm-hmm. in that situation? But, you know, Meltzer talked about this, and, you know, I, I'll praise Dave when I agree with him. I'll criticize him when I disagree with him, and this is one of those times I agree with him. They've got themselves in a booking quandary. Braun Strowman hasn't been this cold in three years, or in over three years, basically since they warmed him up as a single, Right. I mean, this is, he like lost an intercontinental title match last month. And, you know, before that, he, I don't know, he, he really hadn't been setting the world on fire. He loses too much already. So it's a problem. You're right. You know, having Goldberg pin Braun Strowman in a typical Goldberg style match would not be a smart decision, even if Braun Strowman is cold. So. What do you do here? Because you got a cold out of nowhere challenger, but at the same time, you don't want to beat that guy. Uh, Holy shit. I should have thrown it to Kyle. I feel even worse now. (laughs) Should you look, no one will like this. So Meltzer espoused his theory, and this is an old school booking theory. We've talked about old school booking theories a lot on this program. When you do a replacement like this, the replacement guy wins because the fans feel kind of cheated that they're missing out on the initial match. So, but 
were people really that fired up about Goldberg and Roman Reigns? I'm sure some people were, but I, you know, there were a lot of people bitching about it too. Would how mad would people be if they went to like a non-finish in this? <laughs> would that be like? Would that be the based on the situation and the booking quadrant laid out? Would that be the best move or the worst move? I'm interested in what you guys think. Like, what if somebody interferes, costs Strowman the match, and that sets up Braun's next feud down the line? And, you know, Goldberg then just loses to Reigns as planned in a couple months. As long as it's not the main event of either night, this is the WrestleMania to do that. Yeah. Because you, yeah, you're, not, you're not upsetting fans who paid big bucks to uh, see the event. Yeah, I mean, you you could. I mean, you could do a schmoz, mm-hmm. I guess. I, I don't, and we've said it before, I don't like Braun Strowman as a champion. He shouldn't have a belt. Which begs the question, should they have done something completely off the wall here? Like, our boy Derek's going to love this. Have brought up, like, have done the Matt Riddle match with Goldberg or something? Yeah, but we, we talked about that last week. That's... Again, okay, you're not going to have to worry about confused people in the crowd. Right. But I don't know. I think that's just playing to a pretty tiny percentage of your audience. And there's there's also the side that, you know, Bill probably has the sway to just say, I'm not working with him. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah, true. Maybe. He probably yeah, could. But, yeah. I mean, I just think that, like, look. We know Paul Heyman, you know, has a theory, you know, be, behind book. I know that Paul does raw, but still, you know, Goldberg was always kind of his baby. And, you know, the way Meltzer explains it, the theory always was, well, you know, you build Goldberg up and his losses actually mean something. Do you want to give away a loss here? I mean, I guess you could it could rehab Strowman. He's the guy who beat Goldberg. Yeah, I I think I just always look at these these situations where you have like this last minute change as an opportunity to just do something completely off the wall and maybe do something crazy that gets people talking. And I don't just Braun Strowman like this isn't really going to get people talking. But you have the Matt Riddle thing like and in the last couple of weeks where nobody's really talking about the product, you know, we talked about the TV ratings, people would be talking about that. So. I don't, but keep in mind, if look, I don't know how many people that are watching WrestleMania are going to go in not knowing that it's Braun Strowman actually challenging Goldberg and not Roman. That, that that's an interesting number. No, we don't know that number. There's no way of flushing that out. But they are potentially, you know, if, if for the people who don't know the spoiler. And by God, I hope if you're listening to the show, you, you're not one of those people because we've just ruined it for you. But, you know, th- th- that's kind of a surprise. I, you know what? Braun Strowman's going to win. I've, I've convinced myself. Braun Strowman is the new universal champ, is, is the new <laughs> WWE champion. You, you got to sell those uh, replica IC belts. And a loss ain't going to do it. Yeah, I'm 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 taking Braun too, just because I I feel like this Goldberg thing was such a short term thing, and yeah, I got to go with Braun. I don't like it that much, but that's what I'll go with. I'm going Goldberg slash other. 
Schmaz finish. Perhaps. I, yes. Yeah, I I don't think Braun wins this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see that report earlier today? Like CM Punk all of a sudden after all the after all this talk that Vince will never work with him, all of a sudden Punk's gonna be on WrestleMania. I did see that. Fact, yeah. It would maybe factor into the to this match, wasn't it? Yeah, was that I saw it, like someone had retweeted something in my feed, but it was from an account that I wasn't that familiar with. Was did any of the big sites report yeah. on that? Because no, this is my off day. Was... I wasn't really writing anything for comic book today, but I, I did see it is mentioned. Is that an April Fool's gig, I wonder? I have almost. no idea. Yeah. Let me Google it and, and see maybe, if anything's yeah, popped up. But I, I did I did see that pop up at one point. Um let's see. Yeah, I'm not seeing much right now. But I, I saw some Twitter account talking about it. That would be that would certainly be pretty crazy, but uh yeah, I'm not betting on it. All right, so this leaves us with the final match. And when you talk about the people that have (laughs) lost out on the most when it comes to the way this WrestleMania has shaken out, we can talk about Edge for sure with his comeback match here. Uh, We can talk about Roman and being unable to perform because of the sickness going around. But then obviously Drew McIntyre, who was put over so strong in the Royal Rumble, one of the better Royal Rumbles in recent years. You know, he's he's going up against Brock Lesnar. I think the way the Rumble was booked, all of us expected McIntyre to win against Lesnar at WrestleMania and for the crowd to be super into it. Of course, no crowd. Uh, do you still do it here? I mean, again, same question. I think in a, in a typical WrestleMania scenario, I got Drew McIntyre winning here. Um, on this one, I am not so sure. Um, I think I am. I'm leaning towards picking Drew still, though. Justin, who are you leaning towards? Yeah, it's been stated over and over again. Do you save the moment? Um, but in doing that, do you risk whatever momentum Drew McIntyre had uh, by you know losing to Brock? <sighs> Boy, just. None of it feels really good, mm. uh, but you know, I guess I'll go McIntyre. Okay, Kyle, it's two Rumble for McIntyre. Well the beatdown on Raw of Brock was well done, and I love that video package they did on Drew in conjunction with BT Sport. Yes, was that not the, shown on Raw? The, by ro- the way, the Rocky stuff. <laughs> yes, I yeah. don't think they showed that on Raw. What are they thinking? I think they just put. Yeah, I think they just pushed it on uh, social media. Good grief. I'm anyway, sure they'll show it on I Mania. It's all been, yeah, it's all been good. And I'm going to make it three for three on Drew McIntyre. Question now is can a win over Brock? Because remember, Brock's like a Goldberg. We talked about him ago. He's supposed to be built up so big. So when somebody beats him, it's supposed to be this big thing. Well, can the win over Brock do for Drew what it did not do for either Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins. And that means elevate him to a next level. I mean, Roman, it was a very unfortunate circumstance why he had to uh, vacate the title following his win over Lesnar. Seth, he was getting booed by the end of his title reign. Had to turn heel. Mm-hmm. Can Drew McIntyre be this top-level babyface, um, you know, based, you know, after beating Brock Lesnar? Ryan, Justin, you both talked about it. 
you know, this kind of scenario, not ideal for that launching pad, but I still think you got to do it. But yeah. you know what the thing is, you know, speaking on that, you know, what it didn't do for Seth. And, and this is kind of a morbid upside is if we, you know, once we come out of this pandemic, Drew walking out with that title, boy, he's going to get a reaction. People are going to be excited for wrestling to be back and to have him, at, you know, at the head of the table holding that title. Uh, I think that would do a lot for Drew is, you know, especially we talked about it earlier, give the, give the writing team time mm-hmm. to come up with something good. And uh, actually, you know, this could actually be a, a game changer in a way, as long as we don't, you know, the, the fear is, is we're living in, you know, Groundhog Day as kind of Paul Heyman brought up on Monday is that even if Drew wins come WrestleMania 37, we're going to be in the same world. Brock Lesnar winning the title. Some new person uh, gunning for it. Um, yeah, I hope, that, I, I hope that too. I hope that's not the case. And I hope this really is. I, I hope they do something special with Drew. Yeah, I think the way that they've booked this, and this is kind of the signature storyline of this WrestleMania, just with the Royal Rumble finish and, you know, getting Drew over the last couple of months. Obviously, it hasn't played out the way they would like with the massive crowd and stuff. But I think when you when you step back and you look at it, they got to think of it as we're not going to have the the 80,000 fans there in attendance. But we are still going to have millions of people watching this on TV, so it's still a big moment. It's still a big moment, and so I think I don't think you can change it just based off of the crowd scenario and the way you've built this up now for, yeah, uh, what over two months. I think you stick with Drew McIntyre, so yeah, it makes the most sense. It sucks for him to not get the live crowd response, but I think you still got to give him the win yeah, over. Yeah, to be honest with you, why <laughs> you're the sixteenth match on a show. Live crowds probably half half asleep by this point. I mean, he, he, I mean, let's be blunt. I mean, the main events ever since they've gone to this ridiculously long format haven't exactly been, you know, the most uh, crowd engaged bouts in the history of this sport. Do we think they were still going to do a sixteen match uh, show before all of this went down with the coronavirus? God, I hope not. Uh, I think they would have put a, you know, I don't know. Well, you look at it though. There's all these titles. Like what? All right, what would they not have done under? Okay, you know, yeah, because you would have had the battle royals instead. Mm-hmm. That so, is a sad I mean, state of affairs. This this I mean, sixteen you, match stuff has to end. Yeah, you, you would at least have fourteen. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's where they've been the last few years. So. Yeah, last year Becky Lynch was coming out like after midnight Eastern time. So after midnight. <laughs> hey guys, can I rewind real quick? Yes. Is, Go ahead. Is there is there is there a world where Gronk beats Goldberg for the title? Oh God. Oh, stop. Don't don't start. That that's wrong. Would you just say <laughs> and you ought to be ashamed of yourself? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> that entrance on SmackDown. Oh my God, that was terrible. Oh, so bad. Bill, you wanted to play football. Well, now it's time to go head to head with a football player. Jesus. Oh, can you imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's WrestleMania, guys. Let's take it home. Kyle Ross, it's time for your deep dive of the week. What do you got for us? 
Well, we're running long here, so I'll try to make this as short and sweet as possible. Uh, talk about kind of you know a tough week for some of those performing in the WrestleMania card. You know what's even tougher week for? The Indies. The Indies. Mm-hmm. And all the various promotions that, you know, some people say piggybacking off WWE. Some don't use that term, whatever. There's a lot of promotions out there uh, that really took a hit this weekend because they can't run uh, Tampa, and that sucks. So what I wanted to do this week for the deep dive was go back to the first time a I don't know if you want to call. Yeah, I guess it was fair. You could call him certainly an indie at the time. Ran a WrestleMania weekend show in conjunction with WWE, and this uh, match took place uh, on March thirty first, two thousand six. The ROH Supercard of Honor. It is the Dragon Gate Six Man, as it's so affectionately known, Shima, Masato, Yoshino, and Naruki Doi against Dragon Kid, Genki Horiguchi, and Ryo Saito. This is probably the second best match in the history of Ring of Honor. And I'll be very blunt with you, I don't know where you can see it unless you own the DVD. This one pains me because I was in town and could have gone to the show and I did not. I I own the DVD so I can watch it. (laughs) If you don't. I don't know. I think you're kind of screwed because it's out um, there. It's it's definitely out there. <laughs> Daily motion, maybe. Yes. That. But um, I'm sure if you really, really look, you can find it. But th- this was so insane. And yeah, and, you know, these promotions, you know, running, you know, same town as WWE during WrestleMania weekend just got bigger and bigger through the years. It was really WrestleMania really became a weekend the following year in Detroit. But, um, yeah, this was WrestleMania weekend 2006. And uh, the only other match, for the record, that I would say better in ROH history would be the Smojo Kenta Kobashi match the year previous. So true about the, the weekend thing. Because I was at this Mania in 06, WrestleMania 22 in Chicago. And I actually got to town. This, was the fr- this show was on Friday night. Saturday night was the WWE Hall of Fame. They didn't go head-to-head with that. This this was Friday night. I was in town. I didn't go to it. I don't even remember considering going to it. Um, and it just just didn't have, like, Mania Weekend didn't have that whole vibe that it does now, with or that it normally does, not this year, with uh, the numerous indie shows that you can go to. Like, that wasn't wasn't really a thing yet. In fact, I was, I was writing about wrestling at that time for a website called WrestleView.com, and I know for sure I can tell you, that Friday night when this show was happening, I was uh, going to meet some of my friends that wrote for that website at one of the hotels in Rosemont, hanging out, having a few drinks. None of us went to that show. So, I mean, that kind of tells you <laughs> people running a, a popular internet wrestling website, and we didn't even go to the show. And looking back now, yeah, it's a huge regret knowing what happened at that show with this match. But, uh, yeah, it just Mania Weekend didn't have that kind of a, a vibe to it that it does now. And like you said, Kyle, it kind of started in Detroit the next year. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan, then Bryan Danielson, worked Roderick Strong for the RH title on that show, too. God, is that a good show? Yep. Yeah, I was doing, during all this time off, do you know what promotion was really good its first 10 years of existence? Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. God, I, I should take a picture and put it on Twitter all like how I think I have like every single Ring of Honor show from 2002 to 2007. I'm an odd bird, as you got as you listeners have probably noticed. I have like every show ROH did for their, its first five years, 
and then like none ever since. I don't know anything after that. <laughs> Dude, put it put it up. I'd like to see the picture at yeah, TRP I mean, Kyle. My buddy always likes to joke. My buddy loves to tell the story about how Carrie Silken came up to him with Scott like this bag of DVDs, and he's like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see the collection. Throw it up on your Twitter page. You can follow him at TRP Kyle. Uh, you can follow Justin at Justin Joint, J-O-Y-N-T, and I am at Ryan Drosty, D-R-O-S-T-E. And, of course, the show is at Top Rope Nation. So with that, that's your WrestleMania preview. Unlike any other previous WrestleMania, guys, any closing thoughts before we uh, send this one off into the sunset? Don't be This is another good show. Justin? Yeah, just don't be selfish. Stay safe. Yes, just stay home. Watch wrestling. There's a lot of it out there. Dip into the archives. Don't don't okay. risk your safety or your family's safety or anybody else's safety by going out there right now. Stay home. Watch professional wrestling. Use that opportunity. Isn't that right, Kyle? That's what you've been doing. Oh, yeah. There's so much wrestling I want to watch. Yes. Grab, grab a beer. Watch a story. That's right. Yeah, there we go. This <laughs> is another right. good WrestleMania preview, boys, by yep. the way. <laughs> That's a signature. Guys, hey, if you're bored, go back into our archives. Check out the WrestleMania. How many of these have we done now? 35, 34, 33. I think going back to 33 was the first one we had the uh, podcast for. You can check them all out in the archives. Check out all the archives and um, look for us next week with a brand new show episode 136 and if you want more content like i said earlier you can check out the patreon page that's patreon.com slash top rope nation there are 16 bonus podcasts looking at classic pro wrestling over there you can't find those anywhere else we would love to have your support and in the meantime if you enjoy what we do recommend the show to one of your friends or maybe two of your friends like pro wrestling spread the news and spread the word all right so with that said i'm ryan drosty for kyle ross justin joint enjoy wrestlemania 36 and we'll be seeing you guys next week take care peace for the one standing guard for the eagle-eyed for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.